If you're getting baptized this Sunday, uh, I believe I've got on my list I had just, just one. But the last time we had just five scheduled to get baptized, I think we ended up baptizing 24. So uh, we're not going to limit God. If you're here and during the course of this sermon or this message you feel like you need to be baptized, we can accommodate you. We've got towels. We've got robes. We've got people back there that help you out. Uh, we'll help you in the water, and we'll help you out of the water. Martin, why don't you come up here real quick? I want to... You know, what I love about this church is I've got, come on up here, come on, come on around the stairs. I've got so many shirts at my, at my house that, that were messages like, uh, sweet victory, be a game changer, and all kind of things. And Martin had this, this shirt made right here. If y'all could just kind of show everybody just the design of it, and then we'll read it because they can't read in the, way back in the back. Straight out of the water, when I dip, you dip, we dip. Come on. Love you, love you brother. That might have been mentioned last Sunday, when I dip, you dip, we dip, and uh, everybody's mind went back to the uh, early 2000s or late 90s, I'm not sure where that was, um, and Martin said, we're getting a shirt. There's so many shirts that go around here with uh, sermon titles and one-liners and phrases, and I just love it. I mean, it just makes us a family. You know, as well as I know, that you've got certain little gifts and emojis that you use, GIFs. I said it wrong. I got it right. I don't know how, who's right, but I'll say the, the GIFs and the emojis, the little things. You got to go down on your phone and find them, and you send your wife one, and, and, and somebody would look at that and go, what in the world is that? That don't even look like it means anything. Well, there's a story behind that. There's just a story behind that. My wife, there's one that me and my wife send each other. It's just a radio. I send her sometimes just three radios with a little antenna. Well, that, I started sending that to her whenever she would say something to me and I was thinking about saying it or I would text the same thing back to her at the same time. I would just say, baby, we're in tune. We are in tune. And so that antenna, that means we're in tune. So guys, go ahead and you can steal that one from me. And I've got others that you can, uh, you know, I love you to the moon and back. It's a moon and a rocket and a moon. You know, now my kids are like, okay, that's enough. Stop right there. But... There's these shirts, there's these bracelets, there's these hats, there's these, all this stuff that's getting out here, and uh, it's almost like there's uh, a brand or something on us, but I, the only brand that matters is Jesus. And uh, Covenant Church, we do have a, a saying around here, if, you, if, if it's your first time here, we say this a lot, continually better. I've got it right here on my wrist. I've got a bracelet that says continually better. Covenant Church. It is our motto, a church full of comeback stories. If you've got something that's, that is, has you weighed down, worried, I'm telling you, you are about to rise up out of it. If you came here today and you're hurting, you're lost, you have an addiction, you have something that has kept you from being everything that you've always wanted to be for your entire life, and it has been on you and on you, a spirit of oppression, a spirit of whatever you want to call it, but basically you can't get up above your head above water. And I'm going to get into that today a little bit about getting our head above water. I'm telling you, it's about to happen for you. It's good that you're here today, but I will encourage you to be here Tuesday, Wednesday, anytime the doors are open, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Be here tonight at 6 o'clock. Come in. Be a part of a prayer service where there's uh, not much talking, Amongst ourselves, but a whole lot of talking right here to the one that matters. Amen. So we would invite you to be here tonight. 
And uh, I'm thankful for everyone and all the work that you do. There's just so much that goes into a, a service. And I'm thankful for a full house today. Um, it matters that we are reaching people. And you're going to hear about that today. If you're here today, you're, well, if, how do you, if you're here today, that would be everybody that heard that. Well, I take it back. We have some that are watching online. And I want to greet the ones that are watching online. Hit us up in the comments. You are here today. You're here in spirit. And uh, we've got some that watch in, from other countries. And uh, if you're here today, just know that God is here today. That's the, that's the main thing. And something is about to happen. Something is about to change in your life. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. And one other thing I'd like to leave you with today, another little one-liner quote is, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. So if you are the leader of your home, and if you are the leader of your home, there's most likely a co-leader. And you know, the Bible did say that we are one. So men, don't be getting the big head thinking, oh, oh, hey. We do believe in order. We do. But you need that woman to be right there with you to put the brakes on you sometimes. Sometimes you're the gas pedal and sometimes she's feathering the brake pedal. And that my boys were very grateful growing up for my wife that sometimes she kind of says, oh, now hold on, hold on, before you go back on a full swing, let's just make, they weren't that bad, maybe we go half swing. There, I should bring it sometime for a, uh, just a, a message. I'm sure I could work it in somehow or another. But uh, they were disciplined throughout growing up and we had... Uh, just little wooden spoons and uh, Uncle Chuck, you know, the family member, you know, he's just, he's like, I, I, I sense a need. There is a need here. I mean, I hate that you're having to use your cooking spoons and maybe a little plastic spatula or maybe a switch or something. I mean, anybody old school, you get, everybody ever have a switch? Keep your hand up if you had to pick your own switch. Yeah. You know, uh, it was amazing. There's some shorter pews in our sanctuary. Uh, you know, I used to think the sanctuary was very, very big. It's getting really small, really quick. <laughs> we got people all the way to the back walls. All right, praise God. There's some short rows on the front, the way this sanctuary is designed. And, you know, if a child were to get a little swat or something on this row right here, you would think, well, that's, that's, that's doable. But I grew up in a time when even on those long back rows, you'd be over there acting up and goosing your brother and slapping him and hitting him, and all of a sudden, pop! And you look back, and your mother's down there on the far end, like 30 feet away, and you're like, how in the world did that just happen? But I grew up in a time when there was some discipline. Parents, do not be afraid to discipline your child. The Bible says if you do not discipline your child, you hate them. You hate them. Now, some of y'all, be careful the way, don't, misconstrue and take that scripture out of context don't hate your kids so much you're like oh I hate you I'm fixing to discipline you no no <laughs> I'm hating you right now so I'm no you calm down take a breath walk out of the room walk around the, the, the neighborhood take your lap cool off breathe then get the board in your hand my, my boys they don't man they just get so scared of this board that we had now listen it was made by Uncle Chuck and he brings it into the house one day, and he says, I have, uh, y'all get ready, I have this gift I want to give the boys. It is, I have spent so much time, I made it. 
He was doing construction at the time, and he, he cut it out. He sanded the edges. He rolled the edges. He put a round end on it. He, he burned with a wood burner, uh, the wood carving set type thing, and he, he burned Bryce on one side and Jaron down the other side. And uh, little did we know that there was going to be some burning and stinging on those sides. But anyway, uh, then he stained it, and he put coat after coat of lacquer and varnish all over it. And he brings it in. It just presents it to them. And they're like all pumped up like this exciting gift is coming. And then it's, oh, man, are you kidding me? No, what? No, uh-uh, take that back to your house. We still have it. I'm telling you, all, all I ever had to do was just, just barely pull it back, and it was already just, uh, uh, uh. We never really uh, had to discipline our boys too much. We, we dedicated them to the Lord when they were at a young age, and we said, God, you're going to have to help us, man. We're going to have to help us. We had a sense. I'm kidding. Great young men. George was added to our family uh, many years later, and he lived with us for about three years, and those boys have been a blessing to us. They are a blessing to this church and to this community, to everyone they touch and put their hands on and around. I'm thankful for some young men. I'm thankful for some warriors, some mighty men of God. And I'm going to tell you what, you are raising some disciples. Whether you know it or not, they are disciples. They're singers. They're ministers. They're witnesses. They're, they've got a testimony. They're going to have even more testimony. We are raising up some warriors and some, and some disciples, and we need to realize that. So it's important that you're training them. It's important that you're putting it's important that you're putting good things into their into their mind, into their spirit, into their soul. Speak positive words. Speak a good thing into them. Let them know. Even if they're struggling in school, tell them, you're smart, baby. You're smart. You're, you're very smart. God is blessing you. He's blessing your mind. Speak the things as they are before you even see it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you move in this place. Bless me to preach this word. Help us to open up our ears and hear it. Help us all to do better. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Simple prayer. We need to do better. Help me, God, to do better. Amen. So if you've uh, got your Bibles here with me today, if you're here today, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Second Kings. Go to Second Kings chapter 4. And we're going to read... Just a little bit in Second Kings today. This is a, a story that many of you have heard, and it is called the widow's oil. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. You know, last Sunday we were talking about Elijah and Elisha. Y'all remember that? Sure you do. I remember it. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. Let me go back and let's start over. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Your servant, she's speaking to him. Your servant, my husband is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. We just talked about our children. When somebody comes after your children, it gets serious, don't it? We got any mama bears? We got any papa bears in the house? Yeah, you stand up for your kids. Don't you get on to my kids. Don't you get on to my kids. We gave a green light to others in this church to get on to our kids because we needed some help. It's okay. It's okay. So the creditor's coming after the two boys as slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? How may I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except just a little oil. 
Notice she said she, she didn't have anything. She didn't have anything. There's somebody here today that you feel like you don't have anything left in you. You don't have anything left. I don't have anything within me to put into this marriage anymore. I just don't have it in me. I don't have, I just don't, I, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have an ounce of strength. I don't have an ounce of effort to put into my job, to put into my kids. I am so done. I mean, there may be somebody here today that has actually contemplating checking out. And I'm telling you, that is a lie from the devil himself. You have so much more. If he can get you to believe that you don't have anything left, I'm telling you, all you need is just a small, small portion. And you've probably got way more than the small portion that you thought you had. Even when you think you have nothing, she said, I have nothing. She said nothing. And then she says, accept. So it's important that you realize that you ha there's, a, there's some accept in you. Accept a little oil. She thought about it just for a second. I, sir, your servant has nothing there at, at all. Except, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Makes sense. Where are we going with this? I don't have no idea. where. We're... Can you imagine some of the things that were talked about? Last night, very late at night, I'm, feed, I'm watching and, and we see the feeding of the multitude. And it's so neat to watch it on screen and with a cast with the chosen because they're doing all of the things how I read my word and I imagine how when Jesus says take those two loaves and or those five barley loaves and two fish and go feed them I mean that's when you say are you crazy what are you talking about go feed them the first row yeah we'll feed them just, yeah, and they keep feeding them. And they had 12 baskets of leftovers. I mean, this is how much food. I mean, that's just, there's women and children that we're talking about. And it really hit me how many people that they fed because at the end of that episode, if you haven't watched it, and I noticed it because I was up late and I was studying and I heard the music and then I saw the credits and it was a complete widescreen of the solid names and then I didn't really pay attention to it, but like 30 minutes later, the credits, names, they put every extra in that scene on the, and you, the credits roll for like a half hour. It's like we're in the A's, screen, just huge, just we're in the B's. And then I was like, it hit me. What a miracle. What a miracle. And if you didn't know it, you serve the same God. He's here in this house today. And for you, with your little old tiny, mm, I got a problem. I got my blankie and my passy, and I've got a problem. And I just want to be pathetic and pitiful. Listen, I know there's some big problems. We deal with cancer in this place. That's a big problem. But some of these problems that we want to get our feelings hurt and something wants to happen and we kind of get, get in our emotions and our feelings, I'm telling you, God has said, I have done so many great and marvelous and wondrous things. The, the disciples, as they wrote the word, as they were inspired to write this, you would hear, you read in here, it says, there's too many things to even write in a book. Too many to count, too many to name. It's just a healed, 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 healed. Just miracle after miracle. 
All she had was just a small bit of oil. We're going to get through the scripture. I'm going to read to verse 7, so y'all relax. We're not going down in here to 40 or 50 verses in this. He said, what do you have in your house? She said, just accept a little oil. That's all I got. Verse 3, Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. It's important that we listen to instructions. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought. I like this part right here because she got the family involved. It's important that you aren't living for God for your children. It's, not, it's important that you don't read your word while they're over there on TikTok. Tell me a Bible story, Daddy. Tell me something good about the Bible. No. Get your phone in your hand if you have to have your phone. And you learn about the Bible. You look up a Bible story. There are ways to use this for good. This is not all bad. So she got them involved. The family got involved. It's important that we're going to live for God together. As for me and my house... As me and my house, we're going to serve, we, we, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, my wife and I are going to serve the Lord. My kids are getting older and I can't make them. Mm. My, I got a teenage son, I got a teenage daughter, and they're a little testy right now. So I, want, I, don't, want to, I don't want to hurt them, I, don't want to, I, don't, I want to be their friend, you know. I want to continue. No, listen, they need you to be on fire for God. They need you to to teach them, to tell them when they're headed down the wrong path. Every morning when you get up, every morning when they get up, they got choices. It's left, where are we going? Where are we going? They make that choice, there's another choice. They need your guidance. They need your help. You need God's help. And through all of this working together, we're going to get these kids up to where they need to be. Amen? Amen. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. Just bring me another one, boys. Just bring me another one. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. Somebody had to stop bringing jars. And there's a message in that today. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Everybody say it stopped. It just stopped flowing. It was flowing and then it stopped. She went and told the man of God and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. What a miracle. What a blessing of God. Praise God. You're going to do it again, Lord. Amen. Someone needs, today, needs to know today, what you see as nothing, God sees as a miracle. Look at somebody beside you and say, God sees a miracle. He sees a miracle in your nothing. I'm just kidding. Be careful how you say that. Don't look at somebody and say, you ain't nothing. And if you are nothing, just know you're going to be something. He just needs a vessel. He needs a vessel. The miracle needs a vessel. So my title today is Make Room for the Miracle. It's time to just go ahead. We had a sermon one time on cleaning house, and it's time to do some of that. We're going to clean house. We're going to make room for the miracle. Look at somebody and say, make room, make room, make room. 
So why, why not just, just give up? In her situation where she was at, many of us have been in situations where we say, I'm done, I, don't, I, don't have, I can't put an ounce of effort into this marriage, I can't do it, I am so done with her, I am so done with him. I, ooh, mm, I mean, you just don't know, Pastor. I mean, I'll come to some marital counseling, but I'm just going to do that just to make everybody else think that I'm trying. But really, I'm done. I am so done trying. I don't want any part of him. I don't want any part of her. I don't. These kids, I know they're 12 and 13 years old. I hope they can find a nice house to live on their own. I'm ready to kick them out right now. Done. I am done. Done. It can get so bad. It can get to a point real quick. So why not just give up? Because it's not about just you. You can walk away from the problem and the, the problem is still there. God gave you a blessing. Whether you know it or not, that child that is rebellious, that child is a blessing. God gave you, when he blessed you with a child, he said, here is a disciple. Here is a man of God. Here is a woman of God. The little boys that are in the in the cribs and we hold them like this and I look at their shoulders and their shoulders are like this wide and I begin, I love to say this, I'm like, hey, you know his shoulders are going to go from here to here. It's just amazing the way a man grows and he gets wide and he gets thick and he gets muscles and sometimes they get real, real tall and it's just funny to me that like Cannon and some of these little boys that are so short and tiny and just bebopping around here can't even see over the edge of the stage and they're just, they're short and then they're going to be like six, seven, eight, eleven, seven foot. They're going to be huge. And I like to envision a little boy like Cannon. And I, I like to envision him taller than me and bigger than me and just, and just seeing it. I see, it seems like God has blessed me with that vision to see bigger things. And I see things before they are. And, you know, Long time ago, I, I didn't even realize it, but David Clay was like, you don't even know this. He said, you drew a picture of a big sanctuary out here. It was facing the highway, and, and we're doing this expansion. He said, no, no, I'm not talking about it. He said, I'm talking about something bigger, something more. And it's a sanctuary, and it's going to be filled with people. And it's just like uh, Thomas Pate and Jan Pate and, and the vision that was there, and they had a vision of more, vision of a bigger building in a small town of Rusk. Vision of moving from downstairs to upstairs. Vision for moving. This is going to be the old sanctuary one day. We are going to refer to this one day as the old sanctuary. This is going to be the youth sanctuary. And you're going to, hey, some of y'all, it's a great memory. Just enjoy it. Soak it in. I remember I got to, y'all didn't ever get to, to uh, worship God in the old sanctuary. You know that when we, we get going, the floor will kind of flex. You're going to have these good memories. You're going to have, it's going to be a good memory. Because there's going to be others that don't ever get to experience what you're experiencing. And in the growth pains, in the tough times, that's still a good memory. When you're having to discipline your child, when you're having to go through whatever you've got to go through. Last Sunday we talked about going through the nightmare to get to your miracle. To get to your dreams, excuse me, to your dream. Pastor Pate texted me after the message, or during the message, I missed it. But he said, if your dream's not big enough to scare you, then your dream's not big enough. You need a dream big enough that it scares you. And I will tell you, when we stepped into this building project out here and we said, hey, we're, we're going to do it. 
We're going to do it. We hired a man named Lazaro Gomez. Lazaro, wave your hand back there. God raised him from the dead, by the way. You know, there was all that. Remember that time you died? And then, man, that's amazing, isn't it? That was awesome. Anybody in here? Anybody else died? Yeah. Oh, this, yep, died. Oh, hey, it's happened multiple times. Thank God that he saved us. Amen. He's there with us. But I'll never forget, you know, writing some of those bigger checks for uh, concrete. And um, just, so, just so you'll know, we're, we're very, we're very uh, transparent here at this church. And we'll tell you, if you want to know all of the costs, we'll lay it out on a spreadsheet and you can see it. Let me just tell you, the first big check was about $70,000. And that wasn't this man making a killing off us. That was this man making, just making a living. And, uh, and I watched those trucks coming in. And renting, having to rent a um, pump truck early in the morning. We've got pictures of every step. And just seeing that money just pouring out the, the <laughs> nozzle. It's just shooting money out there. And just like, oh, there's, it's like one, two, three, four, five hundred, seven thousand. That's a thousand dollars. There's a thousand dollars. Oh, and, and Lazaro's over there saying, we're doing it, Pastor. We're doing it. <laughs> Keep bringing the trucks. Keep bringing the trucks. Can y'all put some extra rock in there? Can we mix in some toys from the nursery or something? I mean, I don't mind. We can have all kind of memories in our slab. Just put in some filler. I mean, I know how to work a meal in some filler. So, I mean, when we're feeding all those guys at the station, you can have a steak, but, every, you know, put a bunch of rice and potatoes and all that. Yeah. We did it right. There's, there, it's solid concrete, y'all. There's no toys in the slab. We didn't, we, you know, but we, honestly, we should think about that because you know what? I got a bunch of metal folding chairs that we don't use. It's metal. It could be like a rebar or something. And we just start throwing metal chairs in the slab. And the guys that are pumping the concrete, what in the world? Hey, man, we just trying to save money on concrete. It's metal, metal, and concrete go together. It's going to strengthen it. I'm giving him ideas. Pastor, you can't do that, man. You cannot do that. I, it's not going to work. We're not going to give up because it's not about us. Church, the devil is after the next generation. The creditor was after those two boys. He wanted to make them slaves. He wants to spiritually bankrupt you, and he wants to use you and your offspring as payment. He wants them, he wanted to make them a slave to sin. Elisha said, What's in your house? He wanted to know what is in your house, your house, your temple. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple, a house, if you will, of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. How many have said, I'm my own man? I've done that. I recently said that. I'm my, I'm my own man's my body. I'm my own person. Leave me alone. I am my, no, I am not even my own. You are not your own. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And we are going to honor you so, so much for the next 21 days, God. We are going to honor you. We are going to honor this temple and honor this body. This is the Covenant Church fast. It's 21 days of power. It's, it's powerful. Come on. 
I am not going to even for one minute give the devil any credit or glory and say, oh, the fast. Oh, we've got to go. No, we get to fast. We get to say no to some things. We get to get stronger in our spirit, in our soul. We get to receive more of God. You get to. You get to do this job. It's an honor and a privilege to serve our mighty God. Amen. It's an honor and a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to walk in these doors, to be in a worship service. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to get up, get our clothes on, drive up here, be here today, worship God and say, God, I worship you. I praise you. I'm not here just for church. I didn't come here just to hang out with people and to look pretty and put my cologne on and smell nice and have everybody say, hey, good to see you, good to have you, good to see you, good to have you. I look at God and I say, good to see you, good to have you, good to see you, good to feel you, good to feel you, God, good to feel you, God. Thank you, God, that I can feel you. If you can't feel the presence of God, if you don't have something working and moving in you, you need to begin to pray. Every time you can get a chance to pray, you say, God, stir up the gift, stir up the gift. God, I need to be revived. I need revival. I know we just had a three-day revival, and if you didn't get everything you need, you need to be praying this. You need to say, God, revive me, revive me. Stir up the fire. Lord, I need to have a communication with you. I need a relationship with you. Revive me, God. And if you pray these things, if you reach out to God, if you knock on the door, come on, he'll answer. He will do it. So there's got to be room. You determine the magnitude of your miracle. You determine that. There's got to be some work. you got to do some stuff. She helped with the miracle. They helped with the miracle. He said, go out and get some jars. Go get some empty jars. Go ask them. Go out and do some work. And they did not just go out there and be like, hey, uh, I know this sounds dumb. I, I hate to even ask. Matter of fact, never mind. No, they knew that a prophet of God, they knew the power of God. They had seen. So maybe you hadn't seen, but maybe you've at least read. I'm telling you. I know we laughed. We're like, hey, remember that time you died? That's serious. If you haven't, that, it's serious. And when God performs a miracle, when he does something miraculous, we don't need to forget. I know that some people may be like, oh, here we go mentioning the miracle again. Oh, the miracle. Oh, another miracle. You know, there's some organizations, there's some church body get-togethers where there's no talk about that. There's no baby dedications. There's no building program. There's no youth. There's no growth. It's a dead body. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like a funeral home. You're a part, you just stepped into being a part of something that is alive and growing and, and we're growing and it's alive and there's, there's people that are delivered. There's people, you don't even know. You just don't know. And it's exciting. I wish I could share names and occurrences and occasions and I can't, it wouldn't even be right. But just know this, marriages restored, addictions dropped. Me and texting me are calling me and say, hey, man, I haven't drank a drop of alcohol in I don't know how long. I haven't looked at some things that I shouldn't be looking at in a long time. I am more faithful to my wife than I have ever been in my life. 
I love my husband. My husband is amazing, and he's a man of God. I would have never thought that my husband would be waking up at 5 in the morning and reading this word and then waking me up and kissing me on the cheek and saying, Honey, I love you. Let's pray for the kids before they go to school. That's what you're a part of. I'm going to tell you what. The driver household, God did a a miraculous miracle change in our household. And I get excited when I talk about that. And I'm telling you, he will do it for you. He will do it again. He just needs a vessel. He just needs a vessel. I don't have anything except a little bit of oil. You determine the magnitude of your miracle. you got to do some work. You need to go out. You need to ask. You need to get some vessels. You need to bring them in. You need to do some work. There's some effort. Lord, fix it, Lord. Just fix it. God, you know my problem. You know, we get so lazy in our prayer that sometimes we don't even voice and utter the words of our problem. Lord, you know the need. Fix it. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, I'm not going to knock my old bringing up, but I grew up in a time of prayer meetings, and that was good. There was prayer meetings, and maybe it was just me. Maybe I was the only one in the room in the prayer meeting that wasn't really praying right. I would go into prayer meetings, and all I would do was just moan and groan and moan and go, Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. I was mimicking, and I was doing what others were doing. I was in a room full of men in a men's prayer room, and that's all they were doing. And I was like, well, I guess this is how we pray. Now I know and I have learned now that we need to, he's like, oh man, guys, 30 minutes of, oh God, I am here. Can y'all please tell me what you need? I mean, we read about it all the time and those men read about it too. The blind man on the side of the road, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Oh, so, oh, so you need some mercy. Oh, so you, so what you need? Oh, you, DJ, you're blind? Okay. What, what you, oh, you're, de- you're depressed. Oh, oh, you got a demon. Okay, just tell me what you need because I don't, I don't know what I don't know. Now, God knows everything. But like I said, he wants you to do some work. It's good for you. It's good. It, oh, 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 see, that's the tough part right there. See, what we got to do is we got to go ahead and open it up and say, Lord, I got this. And I don't want to say it, and I definitely don't want to pray it. Because it might be that I'm going to just belt it out in a worship service, and all of a sudden the electricity goes out and the sound system goes dead. Lord, I want you to touch my... (laughs) You know, that has happened here at Covenant Church. Not that instance specifically, but there's been times when the sound system went dead or something went, and somebody just... "Uh Making a joyful noise, just singing. How much room are you willing to give God? Is there room for God in your house, in your temple? Because now we know, we can't, we can't deny it. We read it right there in 1 Corinthians. We know this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is the temple. This is our, he blessed you with a body, and some of us, he blessed us with more body than others. Listen, it's okay. Some of y'all got mansions. It's okay. <laughs> some of us living in an old little old broken down shack, you know, just barely. Some of us big, tall. You know, when I think about Brad, he's, he's in a high rise. 
Wes Coleman, he's in a high rise. Andrew, big tall guys. I mean, hey, just three or four stories. Some of us walking around in a little old single story. Single wide, double wide, it's okay. The point is, now listen, don't be making no shirt out of that. Don't be making no shirt out of that. So here's the point. It's a temple of God. It's a temple of God. You have a temple. Now, now that you have a temple, maybe you're in a high rise. Maybe you're in a double wide. Do you make room? Do you make room in this heart? Do you make room in this spirit and this soul? Do you open up in the morning and say, Lord, I want to be free from sin. Lord, release me from the debt of sin. Release me from the creditor. I want to be free from the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Lord, forgive me as I turn away. And as I'm doing that, I'm emptying out. I'm shucking it. I'm releasing it. I'm getting it out of my house. Lord, I don't want this in my house. I don't want it in my temple. I need you, Jesus. Are you too full, though? Do you have a sign up that's posted on you? Don't get this shirt for sure. Don't ever get a shirt that says no vacancy. Unless it says no vacancy for the devil, I'm full of Jesus. I mean, you, you got to word it just right. Are we full of ourselves? Are we full of this world? It's hard to keep your head above water when you're too full. So if you're full of this world, if you're full of the things of this world, it's going to be hard for you to stay afloat. In 246 B.C., a man named Archimedes. I know that I'm so smart, y'all. I'm so smart. Now, I will say this. I'm not that smart, and this can be a good thing. This can be a good thing. I did a little research. Don't be critiquing me. Don't be Googling. Don't be Googling me like, oh, well, actually, he was not the first. Email me, just what it text me. You actually got it wrong again, Pastor. It doesn't even matter. Somebody figured out. I didn't even have to give the guy's name. I'll give him credit. Go give credit where credit's due. Great. Way to go, Archimedes. Maybe we'll meet you one day. He suggested that any object totally or partially immersed in a fluid or liquid is buoyed up by a force equal to the weight of the fluid displaced by the object. How many people want to go do this right now? <laughs> the theory of floating, the theory of, it's not a, it's a fact, of water displacement. Any engineers in the house, just raise your hand and just come find me after the service and we'll correct everything that we're going to get wrong here. Not really. This is, this is a good point to make here because there needs to be some emptying out. There needs to be some displacing. We need to remove some things. If they will, they're going to put a picture up here that I found online. And this gives just a good example of what we can be like. We can be so full of ourselves. If you look on the left, a steel ball sinks to the bottom of the water. Okay, that same amount of steel, that same amount of weight, that same amount of junk, a steel ship with the same weight as the ball floats in the water. Why? Because there was some displacing, there was some movement. There's still all of that same amount of material, but it has been hollowed out and moved out to where now it is a hull. We need to be sure that we are getting the whole, we get all of that. Press it out. Press it out. Get it away from us. Y'all can take that picture down. So I just wanted to make this point that there needs to be some displacing. 
to get some things out, to clean it out, to get it out. If we're going to have a vessel and something's going in the vessel, then we got to make sure it's the right. We got to make room in our vessel. If you're sinking, it's time that you empty out. The empty space keeps the boat afloat. 2 Kings 4 and 3, Elisha said, get empty jars. He didn't send them out there and said, go get jars. He didn't say, go out there and get me containers because they could have brought back some 7-Up, some Coke Zero, sweet tea. Well, hey, we got it. We're here. It happens, it happens here in a, in a church body. People show up, come to church, getting behind a pew, ready to go. I don't really need Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, man. I gave my heart to God a long time ago. I don't, I, I'm good. I don't, I, what, clean out? What in the world? I, I don't need anything. I don't need God. I don't, okay, here we go. Join, just everybody just raising their hands and worshiping. And I do it, but I don't need it. I mean, I stand, but I don't really need to stand. I worship, but I don't need, I, I pray, but I don't really pray. I mean, I, I read my Bible, but I, I can't, you know, when I can, just, I don't really need it. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I gave my heart to the Lord a long time ago. The big man upstairs loves me, and I love him. He knows that we got a relationship. Do you? Do you? Do you, sir? Do you, ma'am? Do you really have a close relationship? There needs to be some cleaning out. He needs a vessel. The miracle is looking for a vessel. Just say it with me again. Make room for the miracle. Make room for the miracle. We want to pray, God, give me a miracle. Oh, God. Oh, God, I need a miracle. He just said, would you just please just give me some room to work? Just give me a little room to work. I just need a little room to work. I can't even move. I can't even move. Have you ever been in a spot where it's so tight, you're like, man, I can't even move. I can't. It's getting like that here in the sanctuary. And somebody sent a text today. Uh, I think Susan sent a text today. She said, when are we starting two services? Well, according to Brother Joe Fletcher, it's going to be right around Christmas because he prophesied to us. He said, by Christmas, you're going to be having two services. Praise God. Let's claim it. I like that idea. It's 122 miles an hour around here. For those of you who are new, you can ask somebody. There's a shirt that says that too. 122 miles an hour. You know what? I did some research on that. Do you know what 122 miles an hour is? I mean, she, there's no way she could have known this. She just dreamed it, and they've been talking about it and talking about it. We've been talking about it for probably a month or so. And then Jackie and Carrie are here, the whole revival thing. Y'all seen all this? You seen all this happening? Nobody's looking it up. Nobody's looking it up. Turn, uh, 122 miles an hour is terminal velocity. Like, you can't go any faster. So, let's just... Uh, and last night, I, I got a little froggy. I thought, man, God, I, there's got to be something to this. And I, I just, I'm, I'm going to look up every single book in the Bible. Chapter 1, verse 22. And I did. I went all the way to Revelation. And, uh, but I had to go back to the very first one. Lord, everybody bear with me. The Word of God is the Word of God. And I don't ever want to take things out of context. But I know one thing. She was given a dream, and this church has been on the gas pedal, 122 miles an hour, so to speak. And I'm going to just lay claim to this, this little bit of verse right here. Genesis 1 and verse 22 says, God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number. Now listen. We're not birds of the sea. We're not the fish. 
But we are his children. And if he says to the birds of the sea and the fish, if he says be fruitful and increase in number, to me that says womp, womp, 122 miles an hour, be fruitful and increase in number. We can't, because look, it happens in this sermon today. Go out and get the vessels. Well, we're going to, we're going to go get some vessels. We're driving and jump out and go grab some vessels and 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 get you go witness to somebody and go get some vessels and go get some vessels and and then oh you know hand them a bookmark and here God saved me he re- he rearranged me I was tore up from the floor up but God and and well hold up he's up he's up because there's uh there's three people back left in the oh another one in the middle back row. This very back row back here, no further back you can go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight back there, nine. Y'all, hold up. 122 is good. I liked it. It was fun. But y'all might want to get back down into the speed limit. You go back about 65, 70. But we're going to run out of room. And listen, we got some land over there. We got some land over here. We do what we got to do. If we got to get a big tent, I've seen tent revivals. We'll do whatever, two services, three services, whatever we got to do. We need to get vessels because why? Vessels are going to hell. There are vessels. There are houses. There are temple of God. It's not a temple of God. They are full of the world, and they need this testimony. They need this uh, message of deliverance. And you cannot stop. We cannot stop and say, our four and no more. We're happy just to be here and no more. Second Kings 4 and 3, Elisha said, get empty jars. When you empty out, he'll pour out. Second Samuel twenty two twenty nine in the Good News translation, it says, you, Lord, are my light. You dispel my darkness. Psalms 18, 28. Lord, you give me light. You dispel my darkness. Science tells us that light and dark are not uh, at odds with each other. They're not opposing forces. It's just that darkness is the absence of light. So if you've got some darkness in your life, if you've got something that is really We could say it's darkness, it's sin. You've got sin in your life. All you have to do, all you need is a little bit of oil. That oil, that anointing, that Holy Ghost, as it comes into your life, as it comes into your spirit, into your being, you just need a few drops. You need it to start pouring. You say, Lord, I'm not full yet, but Lord, fill me up. Lord, I need this oil. I need this anointing. I need this Holy Ghost. And you've heard it preached about. If you've never been in church, you had not been in church in a long time, maybe you've never been in church, somewhere or another you've heard of the anointing. We're in the Bible Belt. If you haven't heard about the anointing, that's okay. We'll, we'll start on, we'll start in kindergarten. We'll work our way up. But many of us say, I've heard about the anointing. What's the anointing? Here's some over here. We got some. So this is oil. Oh, I need this. This is, uh, I read about the oil, the anointing. Uh, I hate my wife. So...
I mean, just... What is... I'm telling you, there are people that are Christians. We're saved. We're, we, we love God. And we don't even understand what we're reading about. It is real. It's as real as you can ever imagine. The anointing, the Holy Ghost, the presence, the Spirit of God. Something that really moves you in the, your being, in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul. It's a communion with God. It's a relationship. You give. He gives. You receive. He receives. It's a back and forth. My dad used to raise his hands and he used to say, plug in to God. Plug in. And we're going to plug in around here. We've been plugging in. We are so energized right now. This church is on fire. I'm on fire. You can't slow me down. 122 miles an hour, baby. When light enters, darkness is no more. Your miracle really can be that easy. It really can. We just need to make room for the miracle. Elisha said, don't ask for a few empty jars. we got to remember this. We have to, I want to hammer this point home. Don't ask for just a few. Don't just stop with your friends and your family. Get out of your comfort zone. Walk up to somebody. Cold. I mean, just you don't even know them. Hey, man. What? Oh, you, you getting the Quaker, Quaker oatmeal? Yeah. Yeah, you, you try the apple cinnamon? with the, with the Yeah, I love that stuff. Start a conversation. Come on. Hey, have you ever tried the, the one with the crunch berries? You know, you know they, they make one just nothing but berries. Y'all, yeah. I'm starting to kind of talk like that. Y'all realize this is how what I have to fast. This is how I eat. <laughs> <laughs> we got Captain Crunch with crunch berries, but we also got Captain Crunch that's just, just berries. All berries. I got a friend of mine that one time I, re- I was in Tractor Supply and I come across something. It was nothing but a huge bag of just the marshmallows from the Lucky Charms. Just marshmallows, baby. Milk and marshmallows. Ah, ah, ah. Filling my vessel. Filling my vessel, my temple. Hey, listen, don't hate on me. The reason I have so much energy is sugar gives you energy. You need sugar to be able to do the work of the Lord. I know I joke, I know I kid, but listen, one thing that you will always know, that here in this church, you will not go to sleep. And I need you to be engaged. I like to engage with people. There's some, I like to people to know that my engagement with you in this crowd, it can be very much, and it should be very much like that in your relationship with God. It does not... You could come, we could have all been here today, and I could have stood right here. I could have not moved. I could have had some handwritten notes. And we will now go to 2 Kings 4, verse 31. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, the boy has not awakened. We must know, you need to know that God will heal. There is a healing. There is a, and praise team come up. We're going to sing a slow song. Um, Everyone, we would love to see you tonight. I don't preach like that. I don't act like that. I am, that is not me. Why, 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 why? Because 
I was tore up from the floor. My life was a wreck. I almost lost my marriage. And then I said, God, oh, Jesus, Lord, I'm so sick of living a life that I'm living. I hate my life. I hate sin. When you get to the point, when you say you go to a private closet, you find a spot on the side of the road, you yank that car over, you put it in park, and you say, God, I hate the sin that so easily besets me. Lord, I hate the sin. I don't want sin in my life. I don't want it in this vessel. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to taste it. And when you get sick of the sin that's in your life, when you finally get sick of it, that's when he's saying, I just needed a vessel, baby. You now are a vessel that I now can just fill up. Praise team, y'all make your way up here. And we're not going to sing a slow song. We're going to sing something that's going to, hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> Look here. I want to be a willing, open, and let me just go ahead and say clean. We can bring our dirty vessel, but you need to repent. You need a washing. There needs to be, when I dip, I can't even remember how to say it now. When you dip, I dip. We, there needs to be a dipping. Brother West Coleman here in a minute. If you're getting baptized, go ahead and make your way. Uh, there's one getting baptized. Y'all start getting ready for that. Brother West Coleman, I believe, and if you're not West, don't worry. I sometimes get the names wrong. But somebody's baptizing today, and they're going to dip. They're going to put down in water. And there's going to be a washing of a vessel. And I, we don't have soap back there. Nobody's going to be scrubbing under their armpits or nothing like that. It's not even that. It is so powerful and amazing what's going to happen back there. There's going to be a washing and a cleansing of the soul of the vessel. And when that clean vessel comes and says, God, I am empty, fill me up. Fill me up, God. If you've never been baptized, all I can say is this. What in the world are you waiting? I don't know what you're waiting on. Do you like the stink? Do you like to be, do you like that? I mean, I hate that. I can't, my wife makes fun of me. She said, how many showers can you take in a day? I mean, I took a shower the other day just to go to the gym. Why? Because I was up here at the church running a blower. I had dirt all in my hair. I'm like, I can't go to the gym dirty. So I took a shower. And I washed my hair and I got all the dirt out from all the dirt that was blowing in my hair. And I was, I was like, I'm sticky. I don't want to be sticky before I get sticky. You know, I want to, I want to work the stick, the sticky and the stink. I want to work that on me. I don't want to already have it when I get there. So we got to be careful that we don't come to church and we just, man, I stink. I'm full of sin. I, I walked in this place like that. I'm going to walk out the same way. I, I, I'm just, no, no, no. You need a washing. You need a cleansing. So if you haven't been baptized, stop waiting. What in the world are you waiting for? The Bible says, why? Because we don't speak like this. Why tarriest thou? Have y'all ever said that to anybody? Uh, why tarriest? We're going to go to Taco Bell later on. I'm like, yeah, I know. Why tarriest thou? No, I'll be like, why? What would you? Oh, let's go. What you waiting on? Get the boys. Let's go. I want some bean burritos. No, no. Why, but real seriously, why tarriest thou? Why wait? And if you got baptized a long, long time ago and you're like, man, I, my mama said I got baptized. My granddaddy said that I was baptized. I don't even remember it. You need to be re-baptized because you need to know that you know that you know. I want to touch on this real quick. It's one of some of the last points. 
What happened? Oh, hallelujah. So he, okay, so he was not scheduled. All glory to God. All glory to God. Tell me. That makes 50 people that we have baptized this year. Woo! Come on, somebody stand up and let's give glory to God. Come on, let's give glory to God. Let's give glory to God. It's God that makes the change. This is not religion. This is not religion. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. So just stay standing up. I'm about to be releasing y'all here in a minute. We're going to baptize and the Spirit of God is moving in this place. And there's going to be somebody here that gets a new anointing, a fresh anointing, a fresh oil can be poured in that vessel. Because right now what you need to do while you're listening, do two things at once. Start cleaning out that vessel, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I, I don't want this sin. Lord, I'm sick of this sin. I need it. Get it out. Get it out of my heart. Get it out of my soul. Get it out of my spirit. I want you to watch what we talked about, and this hit me while I was reading the scripture. Last week when I was reading about Elijah, and Elijah said to Elisha, he said, what can I do for you? Basically, he says, and I forget exactly how it's, he says, uh, Elijah, tell me, oh, he said, uh, when, when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what can I do for you before I am taken from you? And that's in 2 Kings 2 and uh, like 9 or something, doesn't matter. Anyway, I remembered that I had read that. And when, I, when the widow woman and the widow's oil in this story happened, it says, in, the, in, in just this, Elisha, he had learned from his mentor. He says, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Now, I have read that like, how can I help you? I ain't reading it like that. How can I help you? How can I help you? It's important how you go to the, to the vessel that needs a touch. Because we can't be a critic. We need to be Christ-like. Don't be a critic. Be a Christian. Why don't you live the, the chrome cross on the back of your car and, and, and the shirt and the hat and all that. We're not going to be a critic. We're not going to go to them and go, oh, come on, Sarah, you just got out of Cherokee County lockup. Man, what in the world? How can I help you? Well, you can't, honestly, so why don't you just take your little hotel around? I'm going to ask somebody else because I ain't coming to you for help. I'm coming to Jesus. But if you are going to be that interaction, if you are going to be that one, you go to that one and you say, how may I help you? How may I help you? You need to have a servant's heart. We need to have a servant's heart. We need to have some humility about us. We don't ever need to realize, think that we're somebody special. We are not special. You can be special in Jesus. We have got to go out and get more vessels because when the vessel stopped, the oil stopped. Did he criticize her? No. Did he look down on her? No. He just simply said, how can I help you? He gave her instructions. She listened and the miracle happened. 
And the miracle continued to happen as long as there were vessels. So we would vow right now. Everyone vow with me. Let's just raise our hands and let's say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we vow that we will be a vessel that will be clean and pure and holy. And we will open up for you to fill us up. And we will not stop there. Everybody say, we will not stop. Come on, say it with authority. Say, we're not going to stop. Say this, we will reach more. And we will not stop reaching as long as there is breath in my lungs. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. They're going to sing here in just a second, but I want to make one final point. When you go to the grocery store, Robin, just stay right there. It's perfect. It worked out perfect. Don't even ask for a volunteer. And she's she's been praying, and we're going to help her pray. But Robin has gone to the grocery store and she has ordered she's she's ordered $200 worth of groceries and here I am Walmart delivery and I'm going to come up here and I'm just going to take it and I'm just going to dump it all on her no she can't even do anything with that she's going to fall on the ground it's everywhere she she needs that those groceries need to be in a sack and that sack ain't worth two cents but that sack serves a purpose the vessel so if you're here today and you say man I ain't worth nothing man I don't even man I I, am so worthless I don't even I'm not I am not even worthy to carry this anointing I am not even worthy to carry this oil that 25 cent sack all of a sudden got real real important you are important you are extremely valuable we cannot get this word we cannot get these testimonies and carry them around we gotta have a vessel we gotta have a vessel in the name of Jesus we gotta have a vessel so if you're so as you're here in this place I want to implore everyone here today where you're at if you want to come up to the front we'll pray with you but it's time that we take our vessel and we clean it out clean it out if you need to be baptized get baptized today if you're not getting baptized this sunday you need to be here next sunday and we're going to get baptized we're going to get washed out we're going to get cleaned out and we are going to be a church that continues to stay at 122 miles an hour can i get an amen can i get a big amen 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 Once again, Genesis 1, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. If you, Amy, next church you make, just go ahead and throw that scripture on there because we will be fruitful. We will increase in number. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. I want to pray at the close of this service. I'd like for us to pray every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, in your, in your precious name, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it pricks our heart. We thank you, Lord, for conviction. I thank you for stirring up the gift. And Lord, right now, if there's a, there's a man, there's a woman here in this sanctuary today, and they need anointing. They need a fresh touch of your spirit. They need the Holy Ghost. They need to be washed clean of their sins. It can happen right now. And Lord, I ask that you would begin to move on their heart. Let it happen right now, Lord. We need you, Jesus, in this place. Not religion. We don't need religion. Kick religion out of the door. It is Jesus 
Jesus does the work in Jesus' mighty name. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you would stir up the man, stir up the woman. Help us to clean out our vessel in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. All right. If you if you're need to make a move to God, now is the time. So these altars are open. They're going to play a song, and we're going to sing, and we're going to baptize two people in the lovely name, the mighty, powerful name, the one that washes away the sins, that cleans his vessel in the name of Jesus. So find somebody. Join up with somebody. Hold their hand. Make your way to an altar, and let's begin to worship God and praise God for the vessel that's clean. In Jesus' name.
with you. We're, we're here together. We, we, ain't, we ain't embarrassing nobody. Whether you know it or not, everybody in this place loves you. And I want everybody just, if you've ever been in this position right here and you've been where she's at, I want you to just raise your hand and just let her know that you've been here. Now, can I get a, a big amen on how, how you're feeling better and how God has changed your life? Come on, can somebody... All right, look here. Jasmine, according to the faith, the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. Another one? Jesus, baptize them, Wes. Baptize them. Ready for this? In Jesus' name. Upon the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin.
sure we're getting all the names back there Jeremy we need all those names because we you know every Sunday morning I get riders cramped signing baptismal certificates just signing and signing and signing and it's not in that paper it's not in that signature it's not man alive the name of Jesus he's washing this this church body is a this is a healthy church body I praise God for none of that stinking sin we're going to get all that sin out of the house. People walk in the door. They're going to say, wow, the presence of God is in this place. Why? Because there's no darkness. There is light. This vessel, this body, lots of little vessels is a big collective vessel. That when they walk in and that big collective body vessel and now it's clean it's cleaned out it's washed and now it's full of god's presence that's why somebody can die and be raised from the dead that's why somebody can have cancer and be healed i want to go to the place where the anointing is i want to be in the place where the glory is getting poured out praise god praise god Sorry, not sorry. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's freedom here in your presence. Timothy, upon the confession of your faith, the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. Hell lost another one. Quick sermon, quick sermon while God's moving back there. Quick sermon. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At the beginning of the sermon, and you know hallelujah. this, you know me, you know my wife. We speak things as though they are, even though they aren't. And what did we say at the beginning of this sermon? We got one schedule, but you don't know. You never know. I'm telling you, you need to speak to your problem. You need to speak in the name of Jesus. I will be delivered. I will be set free from sin. My marriage will be restored. My children will be saved. Oh, but you don't know. Your children are bad. Your marriage is a mess. I'm telling you. Hell lost another one. Hell will lose another one and another one. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give Him glory. Let's enjoy it. Hey, you're making memories. You're making memories in the old sanctuary. I am free.
when somebody didn't plan on getting baptized, we have to give them time to get ready. So that's what's happening right now. I want my, I want my dad to come and remind us of what the Lord showed you at the same time that he showed you we would be 300 strong. Take that to 500 strong. You, do you remember? Can you say it? Well, praise the Lord. The Bible says that you can, you can have everything you see. And when I preached, when I preached about the vision a few months ago, I preached about the vision. Our vision is that the Holy Spirit would empower us to love the unlovable, reach the unreachable, touch the untouchable. And then we added to that. And the part that God gave me as we was going to 500, from 300 to 500, that we would create an atmosphere so that people would be drawn to be water baptized and to receive the Holy Spirit. And look what God is doing. He's drawing people. So, so he spoke it he spoke before it. he saw it. He spoke it before he saw it. All I can say is just get creative. Get creative. Go ahead, Brother Wes. Michaela, upon the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Save 
know it's hard to leave church. Hey, nowadays it's kind of hard to leave church. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And uh, we, you know, God is amazing. I asked her, I said, how do you feel? She said, I feel relieved. But you know what happened there? As in her relief, in her repentance, in her vessel being clean, she didn't turn around and walk away. She said, you know what? I want to be filled now. I want that anointing. I want that oil. I want to be filled up. And there was a moment, y'all couldn't see it, but I could see this in your face, and it's beautiful. There ain't nothing like it in the world. You can't go to any party. You can't go to watch a movie or go to the best restaurant. You go eat a $500 steak somewhere, and you won't have the reaction that you're... You can go find Mr. Millionaire, perfect dude, marry him, go on a honeymoon, and just, you're not, you're not going to have what you have right now. There ain't no man, there ain't no woman, there ain't no experience. What you're feeling is the presence of God. And this flood of emotion and the tears and the, and the, and the smile and the, and the cry, it's crying while laughing. It's crying and it's, oh, it's just so beautiful, it's lovely. And it's, she said, I'm not, I don't want to be just cleaned out. I don't want to be just clean vessel. I want to be full. Zach, you know what I'm talking about. What does it feel like? It's awesome. It's amazing. You, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, ever, hey, uh, Spencer, Spencer. We got, we got one more. We got one more. Hey, church is dismissed, but the presence of God is here all day long, baby. The presence of God don't leave. You can go home if you like. I'm not leaving till the last person's gone. I will lock that door. Don't you love Jesus? Don't you love what's happening? Why don't you bring about 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people with you next, next time we get together. I'll see you here tonight at 6 o'clock. Celebrate Recovery Help Night Tuesday. It's huge. We're fixing to have to move out of the GPEC room and go to the Life Center to feed people because there's a lot of problems. People need help, and we're here to help people. We're not here just to hype people up. We're here to help people. We go. There's hype, I'm sure. There's, there's a Holy Ghost, but there's some help. So, okay, can, uh, we'll see if we can get that camera. Can y'all get the camera for us back up here? They want to air that if we can. We'll try to, we'll do our best. If we can't, we get a cell phone video, and if with the cell phone video, Nikki, we can post that online. All right, Wednesday night, be here Tuesday, be here Wednesday night. It's powerful. You're dismissed. One more, one more, one more. Are y'all getting, you getting all your names? that make 55 or so 55 56 people baptized
the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins.